We're now doing the Shir of Yud Gimel Sivan, and we're beginning Shari Yechadamuna Perigdal, chapter 4. In the previous Perigdal, we discussed Yesh Bayayin, the idea of Hashem creating the world from a non world, and the idea that Yesh Bayayin has to be every instant. We argue that since it has to be done every instant, the reality of the world is not itself, but the animating force of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we gave a mushal from the light of the sun and the sun. But there's a difference between how it is in the light of the sun and the sun and how it was in the creation of the Creator. As it relates to the light of the sun and the sun, there are two possibilities. Number one, the light is in the source, in which case the light has no identity whatsoever, all there is is source. Number two, the light is outside of the source, and therefore the light is identified as an entity unto itself, because the source is someplace else. But in Yesh Mayayin, the power of the Ayin, of the Creator, and the creation, are in the exact same place. Hashem's power is within each creation every single instant. And yet, the Yesh perceives itself as independent, which does not exist, which is not represented in the muscle of the sun and the sun's light. And therefore, we have to continue exploring the principle of Yesh Mayayin, how Hashem creates the world every instant from nothing into something, and therefore the reality of the world is really God, and, and His animating power is within the creation itself, literally, and yet the creation does not know this animating power of the Creator, and therefore identifies with itself. And here we begin Pedic Daud. There's a passage which explains the Yesh Mayayin process, as it goes beyond what we can learn from the marshal of the light of the sun and the sun. The apostle says, The relationship between God and creation is like the sun, but like the shield of the sun as well. And the two names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Havai and Elikim, are compared to the sun and the shield. I just want to say quickly, that we're going to have momentarily an explanation of Shem Havaya in this Pedic. In the beginning of Pedic Vov, chapter 6, we're going to have an explanation of Shem Elikim. And the beginning of Pedic Zayim, we're going to have an explanation of Shem Adnai. Pirush, this means, Mogin, think about a shield. Renatik Lishemish is a sheath over the sun, Lahogin, to guard. And it's not guarding the sun, it's guarding us. The light of the sun should reach us in a, in a manageable way. The light of the sun should reach us in a way which isn't destructible. as we find in the Chazal, also the Kaddish Baruch Hu Meitzachal Minatek. Lost Love, God Almighty will take the sun out of its shield. And when the sun appears in all of its force, it will be very destructive for the Rishoyim and so on. So when the light of the sun is permitted to demonstrate itself with all of its power, it's very destructive. And similarly, and therefore there's a shield around the sun which diminishes, which minimizes that power. Just as we know in the sheath of the sun, it diminishes the sunlight. The same is true also in spiritual terms, Shem Elikim, the divine name Elikim, Megan, it conceals the Shem Avaya Baruch the divine name Hashem Avaya. The difference is only that when the shield of the sun covers over the sun, it only covers over it partially. Some of the sun's light reaches us, and we reach it in such a way that all of us can see very clearly that it's coming from the source. But in the case of Elikim and Havaya, it's conceivable that Elikim should cover Havaya over so much, so completely we should cease to identify this dependency. The Rebbe goes on to say, "V'shem Havaya Pirushei." What is the meaning of the divine name Havaya? Shemahav has a kel miayin liyesh that it creates all from non-existence into independent existence. But for this, you only have to have the three letters of Hey Vav Hey Vahayud and the initial Yud. In the beginning of the word Yud Kevav, Kemisha Meshes Alapula indicates a proaction. 
Moreover, Shibaloshin Hevav Atomid, the Yudi knows that it's constant and present. We find a Pasuk in the book of Eiv, Job, which is describing how he lived, practically. And it says, and the implication is, that this is not something that Eiv did in the past, but something that he did constantly. And the Yud of Yud Kevavke denotes the same idea that Hashem is doing it every instant. Now, parenthetically, incidentally, there's a famous letter from the Rebbe, written to Rabbi Zevin, when he was working on the Encyclopedia Talmudis, uh, under Ascotus, I believe. He was looking for uh, a halachic uh, commentary on the names of God. He wrote a letter to the Rebbe, asking the Rebbe to enlighten him what Hasidus has to say about Yudke Vavke, and he said that perhaps he would mention it in the encyclopedia, and he did. In the footnotes, he makes reference to the sources that the Rebbe gave him. And in short, the Rebbe told him that Havaya has three translations. The highest translation of Havaya is that it goes on the Eivishter himself, Hashem himself. The second translation of Isaiah goes on Eidin Sof, of which there are innumerable levels. And the lowest level of Isaiah is the idea that Hashem is a creator. If you look in Sadurim, that are non Kabbalistic, the letters Yud Kevachke are always spelled the same way. On top of the Hay there is a Choylem, and under the Vav there is a Komet, making Hoyuva. And the Yud before has a Shvo. This means that Hashem is a creator, and the Yud with the Shvadi knows that he's being a creator every second. Kabbalistic Sadurim will have Kometses and Patachs and Tzedes, because they're talking about Havaya on the level of Eden Sof and all the implications that come with that. Here, the Alt Rebbe is giving us the lowest translation of Shem Havaya, that Havaya means Lashon Mahavah. And the Alt Rebbe says, Vahaya, Hachayes Hanishpa, the word Havaya. That means the three letters hoiva plus the yud in the beginning is the life that flows. Bechol rega mamish every instant mamish bechol anavrim bechol abrim in all creations. May made sepia deshem from the mouth of Hashem, so to speak. Veruche in his air. Umahava esim creates the meayin from a non-existential non-existential state liyesh to an independent state. Bechol rega every instant. Ki dai lay dai lehem it's not enough for them. Bemash nivru b'sheishis mebereishis. The fact that they were created in the initial six days of creation, to exist because of it. As we explained earlier in chapters 2 and chapter 3, they have to be recreated every single instant. And the word Havaya denotes this constancy. But Shemesh Umog and Havaya Lekim explains that in addition to Havaya, which creates every single second, which would be very, very much like the sun and the sun's light, the sun creates the light of the sun every instant. The sun disappears, the light disappears with it. This is how it is according to Hasidus. The same is true. Havaya is proactively creating the world. If you would stop creating it, the world would disappear. But the difference begins here. In the marshal of the sun and the sun's light, there is only a representation of Havaya. In creation, there is another component, and that's the Elikim, which conceals. And it conceals over Havaya so completely that we see not only the fact that Hashem is creating the world, but we see no Him. We see only world. And that's what the Rebbe now says. When we arrange the praise of HaKadosh Baruch based on the Pesukim and Tanakh, which we say in Shemayin Esrik, there are only three allusions we give as praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hashem is impossible to praise. Anytime you try to praise Him, you're actually insulting Him. These three praises we allow ourselves to give Him because the Nevi'im give Him these praises. And the first of these two is Hagodol and Agib. 
So the Rebbe is going to explain that Agodl is like Havaya and Agibra Thikalikim. Obidish Agodl, the meaning of the word Agodl, the praise that he is great, who meeteth Chesed is the kindness of Agodish Baruchu, the expansion of Chayas and the expansion of his life. Behold, the Elam is the Bruno worlds and creation, then Ketzvetachas beyond the end, beyond the purpose. Leith Bruim, Yayin Leish, to come into existence from a non existential state to an independent state. Moreover, Vachayama Bechasachinim, they exist because of his unconditional kindness. Veniklaz Gedulon, we call it greatness, because it's an expression that is great. Kibo, it's an expression of the greatness of God Almighty Himself. Because God is great. The true greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is beyond us comprehending. And from this Gedula comes creation. And therefore, from this greatness comes life. And creation, from non-existential state to an independently existent state. Worlds and creations beyond the limit. Because the nature of God Almighty is to be good. So he's describing the the act of creation is coming from the kindness or the infinity of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the question of Godel Havaya and Gedolasi and Cheikir we're going to leave alone. It's not relevant for our conversation. But this only explains the infinity in creation. Tomorrow, Mitz Hashem, we're going to learn that there's another infinity, and that's the infinity of concealing and concealment. And the argument is that it is just as great an infinity for God to hide Himself from us as it is for us to express His kindness in creating us, mi'ayin liyesh.